0: So maybe, do you remember that tweet uh, talking about Georgia Tech's drip in the yeah
1: <laughs> yeah they're gonna have the most drip of any team that's right uh, is this drip twenty one eleven uh, we got this is gold
0: this for a podcast we got all right hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Role Players podcast I am your host Art Mosley along with our other host. Daniel Allen, our opinions don't matter. She listened to us anyway. We uh, are here Ooh-hoo. excited about college football, and then we open up this week with a bunch of lame games. So we're uh, we're here to give you our our opinion on sports and in other various and sundry topics as we decide. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now we are belly aching because we can't watch the coronation of Georgia Tech's. Uh, Football season.
1: So what we've got going on is, since we don't have Direct TV, I don't. You don't. No. And we don't have Hulu or YouTube TV or whatever else the ACC network is carried on. We are um, currently on a phone watching a nine-minute preview on uh, of the game, but it was just enough to watch T. Higgins with like a. 67-yard touchdown to go up 28-0. Yep.
0: Pretty sweet play. It was. Great pass by Trevor Lawrence. Great catch. And then uh, I don't know why you would go one-on-one coverage with Higgins. He just ran by the defensive back, and then there was probably should have been a pass interference flag. That's just child's play. (laughs) That's just
1: toying with him. So anyways, we're not going to have live um, play-by-play of that game because the ACC network is nowhere. Um, So... Can we talk about how lame that is, first of all? Yeah. yeah. How many people are going to want to watch it to begin with? It's not... During football season, I don't think that that's going to be the most in-demand network. No. No. So you would think that you'd want to get your reach out and let people see your conference, especially with the defending national champion on a Thursday, but they've decided to limit it to DirecTV and, you know, whoever, whatever else streaming platform they have. Right kind of fitting for, for what it is, I guess. I would say so. It's pretty lame. Yeah, I mean, it's so lame. Just, uh, put it, just put it on ESPN.
0: Right? Instead, we're stuck with uh, the better matchup, actually, Cincinnati and UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get that. That's all right. And the Bearcats looking to get a goal line stance here as we speak. But uh, not that I want to recap last week's matchup, but there is a... Mm, oh, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed with the play calling at the end of the game by the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um I think the, I think only going once the end zone. The fake, actually yeah. I think the missed field goal uh, late in the, in the fourth quarter, painful. That uh, always
1: precedes a loss for the most part. Yeah. Like yeah. a miss, and that's with Georgia over the years, every big game and loss we have. There was a misfield goal at some point or some sort of special team snafu. It's never a good sign.
0: It's like uh, walking the pitcher in baseball, right?
1: It's just, it's just bad. When that happened, yeah. they. Well, let's take it back. If, that, if, if Jeff Thomas doesn't fumble that punt, I think yeah. he'll win. Yeah. Because you had all the momentum. You had the head case over there at quarterback Felipe Franks who was mad. And then y'all just let him right back did, in
0: it. Did you hear that Frank said he was in a zone? He was in the zone. I remember <laughs> he, seeing that. Uh, you know who was in the zone was Steve Spurrier after Franks do that interview. That was so out. great. <laughs>
1: that was so great. Yeah, that, that got me into a gif real fast. He, uh, it was so funny. Did you see the, um, I saw on Twitter a clip that somebody put together with Felipe Franks. And the first part of it was Felipe and the camera saying, I told y'all don't test me. I do this. And then it cuts to like the next
0: drive. He throws the pick, <laughs> <laughs> and it had like the sad music playing. <laughs> like, Dude, shut up! Uh, if only that had there had not been a penalty on that return, and it had gone back the distance, uh, be singing a different tune. Uh-huh. Overall, uh, I think there are some pieces with Miami. Um, the only problem I have with this team is the hiring of Rick Trickett as offensive line coach, <laughs> or or consultant, or. And I know that's not an official, I'm making that up, but the way that we were blocking, and I say we as a Miami Hurricane fan, uh, I know these guys are young and they'll come around, but, man, uh, you got to roll some protection somewhere.
1: Um, you got to try to work around it as best as you can. That's Florida's strength is their edge rusher. Mm-hmm. So it didn't It wasn't a good matchup. Right. Obviously, 10 sacks. Right. But, yeah, I'm with you. That that's And that's one thing that... that Rick didn't do well here was recruit and develop offensive line, and it's like I don't know if that's just the leftovers or what. But when you have a freshman and a retro freshman on your your tackle positions, it's tough. Yeah, in the in the first game, that's a that's a tough thing.
0: Yeah, it'd be okay if you're playing uh, in no offense like Fordham or Bethune Cookman or yeah yeah,
1: give them a little time. But right. but but honestly, when you look at one of the teams was ranked number eight. And then Miami's got a first-year head coach and first-year first 1st quarterback and everything. And you go out, y'all should have won the game. Um, I mean, I, I don't think you're one for moral victories. I'm not. No. But yeah. but it's at least you. it was respectable. And I think we both picked them not, not to cover. And we've yeah. got that right. So okay. 1-0 so far.
0: Both of us on our picks, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, perfect. And uh, so this week we've only got one game we're going to preview. um you want to get to that now, or do you want to talk about, uh... Why don't we do that at the end? Why don't we get into... Yeah, because
1: that's kind of... Why don't we talk about the big picture stuff and and get into the playoff predictions and all that?
0: Okay. Since we did not cover that last week, we ran out of time previewing the, uh... that, what we thought of the ACC and SEC last week. Uh, this week we want to talk about national picture, and if you did not listen, which about, uh... 90% 90% of our followers did not listen last week. We know you're out there and you're not listening. So, mm-hmm. um, we both, we're going to, you know, spoiler alert, we had to pick Clemson yeah. last week on last week's show because we knew that by the time we record this and release it that they would have already destroyed Georgia Tech. Yeah. And it looks like they're well on their way to destroying Georgia yeah. Tech. So that, no, no surprise. Right. And that's not influencing our, decision, our playoff pick right. at all. We had them number one to begin with. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I want to. I, I, can I go ahead and start with my top teams, and we can work backwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, yeah. We can start with that. We, got, we 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 have to at some point. We got to discuss how many teams you actually think are, have a legitimate chance of making the playoff. You say so you think six? six. Yeah, I think it's somewhere right around there. Maybe five or six.
0: And not only that, I saw that very interesting tweet. I cannot. I, I can't remember who excuse me, who tweeted it, Um, but it said, it basically said, why is there, why is all this talk about expanding the college playoff to eight teams? There's really only six legit teams that could probably win it, and I would agree. I have my six that I think uh, should be there, Um, but I think once you get, you can always make a case, well, blah, 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 you know, it's, if college basketball had a way just to pick the top 16 teams and they had to play best of 3 series the normally the best team would always win mm-hmm. right you get lucky and you get some sometimes you get fluky and lucky but i think this is as close as we get in football this is top 4 maybe the only other thing i could see is having the first two teams get a, a bye oh, bye and then the, the the bottom four so that way you could have uh, hopefully one representative from each conference and then uh,
1: and then, yeah, yeah, kind of like a wild, wild card, card. I, I like that idea I like that a lot better than I think because you're always you always going to have the chance that a power five school gets left out conference champion which I don't really think that they should I mean unless they're just two or three losses and they lucked into it but and I think that you should have a chance there should be a chance for one of these outside schools you know like your group of five or whatever you know a, a, UCF or Boise back in the day to, right. to sneak in. And at least at least get a chance to get out there in the field and see how they measure up. Because as it is now, they're, they're not getting in.
0: No, they're not. There's, They'd have to go undefeated and then every Power 5 team would have to have a loss and then maybe yeah. one would have to have two. It, it just... It's still better than a computer. You know, picking it Yeah. yeah. <laughs> picking the title
1: game. So you got six of them. I got six. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we just pick the, you know, go over your four, and then we'll we we'll, we can talk about
0: who could crash the party. Okay. So here's here's my four. I'll go from from a uh, four to one, if that's okay. Sure. At number four, I've got Oklahoma, Oklahoma. the Oklahoma Sooners, led by Jalen Hurts. Okay. Uh, they've got a pretty soft schedule. Things look like they play out well for them. Only two ranked teams on the schedule. Texas, uh, you know, your bandwagon favorite. And then (laughs) Iowa State. So in terms of schedule, just looking at it, giving it the eyeball test, um, these guys have won, I think it's four consecutive uh, big, what do they call it, 12, 11, 13, whatever they are, uh, titles. Um, So Oklahoma there. Uh, Next, uh, maybe a little bit of controversy here. I've got Ohio State. At number three, uh-huh. uh, a little bit more di- a little bit more difficult of a schedule with uh, one, two, three, five ranked teams. Where Nebraska, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and uh, and Michigan all on the schedule. So uh, that's going to be a very tough to do with, with the possibility of facing a Nebraska again in the conference title game. There, uh, then I've got the Georgia Bulldogs at uh, number two. Uh, they've got four ranked opponents, uh, probably. Uh, You guys on the road at Texas A&M? No. Okay, you get them at home. uh, You get uh, Notre Dame at home. You go to Auburn, and you've got uh, Florida in the uh, cocktail party. So four ranked teams, but I think that Georgia has a relatively more favorable schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team with the best schedule is the uh, Clemson Tigers. Uh, yes. Two ranked opponents on their schedule, Syracuse and then Texas A&M. Texas A&M does come to uh, Death Valley mm-hmm. to play, but that, that ACC schedule is so soft. so soft. And you want me to pay money to watch it on the ACC network? Right. No thanks. I mean, yeah. uh-huh. And I'm a Miami fan, okay? I'm an Ace, I, No, I'm not an ACC I, I'm a Miami fan. Yeah. And I, I just think that is absolutely asinine for me to – have to pay extra money to watch Clemson.
1: Yeah, uh, that's not... Because how many other games the rest of the year would you even care to watch that are going to be only on the ACC network? Zero. None. The only reason people want to this one is because it's the first game, and it's Thursday and
0: nothing else. We're so hungry, otherwise we get stuck with UCLA and Cincinnati.
1: Yeah. So the ACC network... If if the ACC network... Executives, if y'all want to make money, put Duke, North Carolina only on the ACC network... Come February, you know, in March. Yes, there you that's go. A genius. Put the ACC the yes. conference there. If you put Duke, North Carolina on that, you will get plenty of, of new, you know, subscribers to. But if you're putting ACC football,
0: I mean, can we just go back to Jefferson Pilot? Jefferson Pilot. Oh
1: man, it takes me back cool. to my days in North Carolina. Give me Brando. Yeah, Food Lion and everything. Yeah. Uh.
0: So those are my top four. Let's let's hear yours. Your top four. Yes. All
1: right. See, I was I was surprised that you left Nick Saban out of there. But yeah,
0: there's a, there's a reason. I'm gonna. I get you. to do that.
1: So I'm, you know, man. And, and now I've got four written down. But with the news that came out of Tuscaloosa yesterday, it makes me a little more nervous well, about we're, this. We're talking about a linebacker
0: here, not a. I know
1: quarterback. The defense. That's what
0: Saban says, right?
1: And they got two freshmen that are going to have to fit. Hey, it's a big. I mean, loss. it's Alabama. Yeah. So, but I'm still putting Bam in number four. Okay. Alabama, crimson tie. Number three, same as your number three. All right. I have Justin Fields and Ohio State. Okay. That was the hardest one for me. But I'm just I'm just going with if they have one loss, and they win the big, Big Ten, they're gonna get in because the hype and everything. Right. Okay. And I think along the way, Fields will make enough plays. And they've got Dobbins, and they've got enough talent that they'll make it. Mm-hmm. Number two, non-homer pick the University of Georgia. Number and how that's going to happen to me is, Bama is going to have zero losses in the SEC championship. Georgia, I think, will have zero or one. But it, even if they have one, it won't matter what because we're going to beat Alabama.
0: What's Georgia losing two.
1: I think going to Auburn or A and M could be it. Could be a trip. I think that either one of those teams could get us okay. going to Auburn. You just don't know with Auburn. Like hey, you don't starting know a
0: freshman quarterback, man.
1: Hey, but in, in November, he's not going to be a freshman. You would think, I mean, it's like, yeah, it, it's just, I don't, I don't know what to expect from them. And they, their D lines. Great. I don't think we'll lose. I'm just saying, I think George is going to go 12 and 0, but I'm saying I could see 11 and one, but even if they do go 11 and one, I'm saying they're we're going be to beat Alabama this year. Okay. Which is a, you know, maybe a dumb thing to say when we haven't in so long. But, and then number one, the Clemson Tigers. I mean, is there any,
0: unless Syracuse, you know, upsets Clemson? Yeah, they it?
1: sneak in there and now Clemson, Clemson's number one. That's, but once they get to the playoffs, I think that they're going to have a tougher time than they did last year because, again, losing that defensive line and that leadership is not easy.
0: So, you're just talking about the leadership on defense, not under center, right?
1: I mean, right, they, they still, I, I don't, I don't know how much of a leader Trevor Lawrence is at this point. Because mm-hmm. he's a quiet kid, and he's a true sophomore. Mm-hmm. I don't think, when you're looking at Christian Wilkins and Farrell and all them, Dexter Lawrence, that's, yeah, Lawrence might be a great leader. He might be, have total control over that locker room, but, I don't think he brings what those guys brought. Little moxie, no. do you? no yeah, I, I would agree. And I don't think the quiet lead by example types are as effective and provide as much leadership as the guys that are vocal.
0: You have to have leadership in the locker room, but I would have to imagine that Dabo Sweeney does a pretty good job of developing leaders mm-hmm. or bringing in them, bringing them in. But I think what. Uh, Clemson had last year it was kind of unique because a lot of those guys should have gone to the NFL the pri- right. prior season, so that was that was unique. Um, but um, I, I, I I trust Dabo and Dabo, I trust. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying I'm all in. I'm just saying I, I and, and Dabo, I trust. Okay, I'm not I'm not drinking that. Yeah, Clemson Kool Aid. I trust are, them
1: too. I'm I'm not saying they're gonna not make the playoffs or they're gonna get smoked once they get out. I just think it's gonna be harder than last year. I think they're going to have a tougher road once they get yeah, there. Yeah, They're not going to play Notre Dame, and then they're not, you know. And then that's just my take.
0: So um, we talked about our top four. Now, I've got uh, two teams that I would say would be my top six, and one of these teams is my dark horse. I think we had we, off air, we had talked about a dark horse. Um, if the Oregon Ducks can beat, the Auburn Tigers, mm-hmm. uh, they have, I feel like, uh, toughest game is uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. I believe like they can go on to win the Pac-12. Yeah, We don't have a Pac-12 team in here, but they're my dark horse. But if I had six teams, they would be number six. I can see that. And then number five would be Alabama. And the reason why Alabama is not in my top four is because... They will lose to Auburn, and they will lose in the uh, SEC title game. So two losses knocks them out of the playoffs. To Auburn, that is bold. You heard it here. That is bold. That's, man. So,
1: I don't know if I could predict that, but I like it. You are you are always bold. You always come with the bold takes. Uh, I'd I'd like it if that happened. Actually, I uh, the Bama fans need to be brought down a notch, one way or the other. And if that's Auburn doing it,
0: I'm and, with you. And can I tell you the other big prediction? Not only is uh, does Auburn beat Alabama, but uh, Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts actually win the national title for some really? more for some more drama in college football this year. You're that big
1: of a believer? No, I'm you think the, I'm that he just... can do what Kyler and Baker couldn't? Yes.
0: What yes. makes you think that? Um, there's a redemption story I'm writing in my head. Dude, and the it's... redemption story got written last <laughs> December, okay?
1: <laughs> he had his freaking redemption story in Atlanta <laughs> and, and crushed yeah. me again. <laughs> dare,
0: dare I say that they win and they beat Georgia in the national title game? Is that... Oh, man, that would be too cruel. That would be I'm
1: not too... going that far. I'm that would that be... Far. Yeah, that would be... Way too cruel. That would be... Different to have... her. Can't happen. So Oklahoma is... And that's that's bold, too. That's bold. It just I guess it just depends on what you think Lincoln can do with Hurts and what Hurts can do and whether he was just held back at Bama and if he can see the field better and downfield passing improves. You know, but out there, he'll have plenty of time. I mean, he... Yeah,
0: we'll I mean, see. Let's, let's We never, didn't think
1: Kyler Murray was a Heisman quarterback.
0: I'm not a huge uh, SEC. I'm not an SEC fan in, at all. But understanding that the defenses are a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think he's going to see anything like he saw at uh, Alabama.
1: hmm We'll see. There's a there's a man that uh that
0: wears burnt orange that might disagree with you. Are you are, are you talking about? Um, how about our guy? Tom Herman. Well, I, I was actually. Are you talking about
1: the new professor at the University of Texas at Austin, McConaughey?
0: Yeah, that that guy. Yeah, he yeah. he's a
1: professor now.
0: What does he teach?
1: He some sort of films class, I think. Okay, it was just announced is it, yesterday.
0: Is it uh, car commercials? Is that? What I don't know.
1: He's gonna he's gonna go go hit a pool ball. And then just sit in his car and say, hmm, and drive off. And then everybody's going to buy a Lincoln. Or is he going to get a cheesy 70s a
0: porn mustache and go, he'd be a lot cooler than he did. <laughs> I don't
1: right, know what he's right, going to do, man. Right. I would do I, I It almost makes me want to go and roll classes there in Texas. And, and just to get in there and, and see what happens. But <laughs> no, man, uh, I think that, that was a tough one for me was, it, to me... Deciding who's going to win the Big 12, because Oklahoma's proven, and it's hard to pick against them. And I know last year, I said over and over, I'm never getting back on the Texas bandwagon, regardless of what <laughs> happens. Because I was on it for a long time, and it just it broke down over and over again. And then I finally jumped off of it. And I don't know what it is. It's it's the quarterback, Ellinger, mm-hmm. and how they've recruited Mm -hmm. To me, that makes me think, "Hey, maybe they can get there." But I swear, if they come out and have another lost to Maryland type game, then I'll be right back off of it, and then I will truly never be back
0: on again. Uh, We were gonna mark the tape on this on this (laughs) this week because uh, I feel like I've heard this is the uh, third year I've heard this conversation, heard this comment. But it is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's it's kind
1: of a. It's a love-hate relationship at this point. But, hey, I'm not picking them to make the playoff. And so, I I don't know if you can say I'm even back on the
0: bandwagon. Is it? Daniel, are you on the Texas bandwagon? Will Texas win the the Big 12? Will
1: they win the Big 12? Uh, my, my, My gut says no.
0: It's a yes or no question.
1: Will Texas win the Big
0: 12 this year? Yes, not in 2029. (laughs) Yes, they will. Yes, they will. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Let's see. Tommy boy, you got room up there for me. We are all about making bowl predictions on the role players, so uh, thank you, Daniel. Yeah, Texas wins the Big 12. Okay, all right. Not Oklahoma. So if Texas wins the Big 12, that means that my my top four shot. Um, Well, 25% of it is, yeah. You're not going to be perfect. And I also picked Oklahoma to win the national title, so. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's really shot.
1: You don't want to hear who I think who I think is going to win the national yes. title. Yes, I do. I do. You don't because it's going to come off. Oh, I know. As delusional and Homer. Well, but you would think this is what, our third year. You would think that people would realize that I don't just pick Georgia to win the national <laughs> title every year. In fact, I think it's a dumb thing for any Georgia fan to predict. But I. Cannot shake the feeling. I think it's Clemson or Georgia. I think Clemson beats Alabama, and I think Georgia beats Ohio State in the semis. And then mm. it's Clemson and Georgia. And that is uh, that could go either way. I just have a feeling that I think Georgia is going. I know they're ranked number three, and that's already very high, but I think we're going to be... I think we're going to be significantly better than last year's team, and I think we'll be better than the 2017 team from a talent and depth perspective. Okay. And I think that we're kind of, there's like a quiet confidence from the coaches and the players. They're not saying how great they are or this is going to be a great year, but you can just, it's just something, man. It's just something. And it's going to sound crazy. Not crazy, it's going to, like I said, it's going to sound blind homerish. But. I really do think that this is the year, and if it's not, then it's going to be a few years. Because if Fromm leaves, which I think he will, we're not going to win a national title with the
0: quarterbacks we'll have next year. So you're saying it's... Georgia has not won a national title since 82? 80. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're giving us too much credit. So let's... A little, yeah, 39 how, years.
1: How old were you in 1980? In 1980, I was negative two. <laughs> I was a twinkle twinkle in the eye at that point I think isn't that what they say
0: I'm sorry I get a, I get a kick out of this living in Georgia and not being a Georgia fan uh-huh. this is great to me Georgia Tech has won a national title since Georgia has won a national yeah, title yeah they claimed one 91 they won one won. wasn't it
1: 91 they claimed one then
0: Colorado could also claim one then it was not 91 it was 90 well,
1: but it was basically split, right. shared. So, whatever, sure. Give, give Tech new title, then. Okay. And that was Colorado that split it with them, right?
0: Yeah, because the, I think the next year it was Washington and Miami.
1: So, anyways, yes, Tech has won one since us. Okay. And a lot of schools have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: a, lot, like of a lot of your
0: rivals have won a lot of titles since then, right?
1: Yeah, I've, like, I've watched all those. Like the Florida Gators? Yes, Art. The Florida Gators have won two national championships. Or has it been
0: more? Uh, three? Is it three? I think it's three. The Alabama... I mean, is Alabama... I mean, in the really- last 10
1: years, Florida's one. Or, the last 13 years, Florida's one, two. LSU's one, two. Bama's won a million. Um, who else? Auburn. Know. Yeah, what? Tennessee won one in, what, 98? Yeah.
0: is Do you consider Alabama a rival or just a SEC opponent?
1: They're, I don't consider them, like, a rival in the true historical we hate you sense Mm -hmm. but they're they're currently a rival because for obvious reasons but I guess it's your definition of rival like
0: yeah you don't play them every year right but
1: like when you know like the Lakers and Kings were playing in the Western Conference Finals back in the early 2000s it was a rivalry and it's not like a historic rivalry, but those are the two teams that play each other each year for a chance to so win. So becomes championship. one, right? right. It's right. more of like an on-field rivalry,
0: right? If that makes sense. Well, I think I think Georgia and Alabama has become a recruiting rivalry, yeah. Uh, if nothing else, um, since Kirby Smart has come to um, Georgia, and also I would say um, Alabama recruits a lot of players from the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, just just a fact, right? They mm-hmm. just, I mean, every, every SEC school does. So I think it does become a bit of a rivalry for the players uh, who might have played against some of their high school teammates, you know, or are play, playing against some of their high school teammates. But uh, nevertheless, you're picking Georgia to win the national title. Yeah, for the first. I time, mean, I really
1: honestly think the safe pick would be Clemson, but safe is that's that's too easy. I'm not. Have gonna I ever it. made a safe pick? No, you no. haven't. No, you haven't, and I. Uh, but I do think it'll be Clemson or Georgia, and I do for whatever reason. And I, I haven't, I haven't told this to people. Okay. I can honestly say I haven't told a single person I, that Georgia's going to win the national title this year. Not even my brother-in-law, my friends, no one. I haven't said it because I'm. I don't want to say it because I don't want to curse it or jinx it. So, I'm being very bold and and very courageous right now by saying this. You know, to put it out on the internet because I don't feel like I should say it, but
0: we gotta be we gotta be who we are, right? Bold, pretty. Yes. that's what we do. That's yeah. what we do, right? So, uh, so that's, that's
1: my take. And okay. and you're talking about how many teams do I think have a chance to make the playoff? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. So the top five in the rankings. I think Texas has a shot, and I, th- I do think Oregon has a chance, like you said. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's wise. A team that I do not think has a chance, that I keep seeing in people's playoff predictions, is Michigan. Can you explain to me what would, would compel someone to put Michigan in the playoffs? Well, they
0: don't eat chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's... And chicken is a nervous bird, so that would that, mean they have nerves of steel. Yeah. Perhaps they do eat turkey. I, I guess he... Or crow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the I, I don't get it. I, what has he done other than lose five games a year? Like, what has he done other than not beat Ohio State?
0: He he wears uh, glasses and has a very smug look on his face.
1: Yeah, and he calls the SEC cheaters in recruiting. Did you see that?
0: I did not see that.
1: He said it's hard to recruit... Um. It's hard to recruit top talent in Michigan because of their strict academic standards and against those what did he say against those SEC schools that cheat those cheaters in the SEC something like that.
0: It, wait a minute. Was this a Georgia Tech fan that said this or was it Jim this Harbaugh? This was Jim Harbaugh. Oh my god. Go back to the end. And my thought
1: and he said we have such a hard time getting top talent to to Michigan. And my thought was Call call up Lloyd Carr. Ask him how he did it. Right. Ask him how he won a
0: national I mean, title. Did and Beckler have a hard time doing it? I mean, give me the
1: that's that's the lamest excuse. And at different times, schools. I think the only school that can legitimately use that as a reason for them not doing more is Stanford. But I've heard over the years, Georgia Tech fans love to say it, and you know. I'm sure Stefan Marbury was a you know a, a scholar in every sense of the word, and guys like that that you've had in Joe Hamilton. I mean, come on, it, let, let's you're all recruiting the same players, and you're getting players that don't meet the strict Calvin Johnson. academic. Calvin was, yeah, I give it to Calvin. But it's it's come on, that, that's an excuse when you don't win. You use that. I mean, Duke could do that. Could use that. They could use that because they have high, very high academic standards. Yeah,
0: except they go out and get a pretty good coach in Cutcliffe, and they. And I'm You're thinking more it. in basketball. No. <laughs> they only have to get those guys to qualify for one semester. <laughs> one semester. Yeah. Nowadays,
1: and I just don't. I don't like the excuses. Well, but anyways, uh, well, that's just, no, no that's just
0: that the Duke excuse just lends the, to the fact that basketball players are smarter than football players. That's all that means. Is it? Yes. Gotcha. So.
1: So I don't know, Harbaugh just seems like desperate to, to stay relevant, and his only way to do it is to throw little jabs at different people, and it's, it, or try gimmicks like having sleepovers and going to Italy and, you know, wearing a Braves jersey down here for, like, he's just, he tries to make news and get attention, and it worked, it was cool at first, but then you don't win, none of that matters.
0: It's played out, man. It's just. he's just played out.
1: It's, it's, it's like watching a star just kind of slowly die, and it's getting, you know, duller and duller, and it will try it, but it's just, it's just, come on. And people are picking them
0: to make the playoffs. He's, yeah. I, I, Harbaugh is, is, you're talking about a very petty person in me, Harbaugh is, is extremely petty, mm-hmm. and that's part of the problem. It doesn't, I don't think it plays well with recruits.
1: Yeah. I don't know what it is, but he's not getting it done on the field. Well, he's got and exagger- he's had talent. Yeah,
0: he's got exaggerated pettiness, That's the exaggerated problem. Exaggerated
1: pettiness. That's the thing is, like you've got these guys being drafted in the NFL, so I mean, you you have players. So why are you complaining that you can't get players because other people are cheating? I don't know. I think if if LSU, mm, I think LSU is talented enough to make the playoffs. I just don't know if they'll put it all together. That's another team that I think could sneak up and win the West, but I'm not dumb enough to pick that. Though, like I said, with the Dylan Moses injury, I do think that's significant. And uh, what's his name? McMillan, Raekwon. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Raquan McMillan. They have Raquan Davis. Who is the McMillan they have? I don't know. They have a defensive tackle that's injured. Okay, and then they just but wait for their first game against Duke. They've suspended Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, and uh, who's the other guy? Maybe Terrell Lewis. Four players for a half. For missing a movie half? night. Yes, for half.
0: For missing movie night?
1: Yeah, for a team function. That's the, the okay. rumor. Okay. But yes, they suspended them for a half. So does that yeah. change your take on them? Absolutely not. Okay. I don't know if that changed your season outlook. They missed them for uh, half against Duke. Although it would bode well for my top four, if Duke. They just man, I I don't know. I I don't think. I, I think they'll be kind of like Clemson. Like they'll their defense will take a step back, but their offense should continue to take a step forward. If that makes sense. Yep. So that's that's kind of my thought on Alabama, and I don't think, I think they're gonna miss, Jacobs and Harris significant, Jacobs more so, mm-hmm. because they don't have a Josh Jacobs on the roster now. They had a, the number one running back of the country coming on, Trace Sanders from Florida, but he tore up his knee and he's going to miss the whole year. Mm. They're, they're having a lot of injuries there. Have you noticed that over the last three or four a years? A lot of
0: injuries, and I've seen a lot of, uh, maybe this is just, I saw a, a decommit, uh, it was a safety from Stevenson? here, Morton? Yeah, uh, decommitted, but I, I don't, know if there are a lot, but I feel like there's a lot of kids that are decommitting. Hmm. Um, is there a chink in the armor in Alabama? I
1: don't, and I, don't, I don't think so, but I think the the injuries they've had at some point, that becomes more than coincident. And their fans are already starting to blame Scott Cochran, you know, their strength and conditioning coach, who has long been heralded as the best in the game and he's the secret to their success. And Some of them are turning on him. Saying that he's the reason they're having all these Ooh, injuries, so they're they're very quick. Their I fans are very quick turncoats. Huh? To, yes, to attack anyone, yeah. even Nick Saban himself. So that's,
0: that's that's what you call delusional.
1: We'll see, but I, I just think this year they're gonna have a, they have much tougher road and less talent to do it with because their recruiting has dropped off slightly. It's mm-hmm. still been very good, but it hasn't been what it historically has, especially at linebacker.
0: Inside linebacker, which is a key position for that. So, so uh, you've got Georgia. Georgia? I've got Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. The bad news for Oklahoma is I never picked the national champion, right? Are you sure? Positive. You haven't picked Alabama? Uh, I'm pretty sure I did not. Who did you pick last year? Alabama? I think you did. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And the year before that, it was probably not Alabama. Right. It was probably like Clemson. Yeah. Hmm. Well, things could change this year. <laughs> things uh, could change this year. So, uh, for any Oklahoma fans listening, I do apologize. Apologize. Um, also, I, I, I am not picking Georgia Tech uh, to win the ACC, but that is kind of a foregone conclusion.
1: But we—I
0: mean—we talked last year about what to expect from them this year. Last week. Last. We yes, but we can pretty much expect the same thing as we got last year.
1: Yeah, from the look of it, again we're just going off of stats since the ACC network is not available. Their quarterback had six passing attempts, two completions, eleven yards, fourteen rushing attempts, and at least on the paper in the box score, you you know it looks like their their offense hasn't changed. It's just their quarterback running around a lot.
0: I mean, it's like you ever seen um. On uh, social media at uh, New Year's Day, when when somebody says "New Year, new me," mm-hmm. I, I hate I hate seeing that. Right? Yeah. No, it's the same you. you didn't, just because the calendar changed doesn't mean you changed. Yeah, Georgia Tech has not changed. Uh, we, we can take a look. At, uh, Tobias Oliver, two of seven for eleven yards and one pick. Uh, that was a red zone pick. So I mean. Uh, Lucas Johnson, 0 for two. So okay. they got two.
1: So they're still running two quarterbacks, huh?
0: Yeah, and then their leading running back is uh, their quarterback, Tobias Oliver, which we talked about off air. He was a rushing quarterback. Thirty-nine yard rush was as long, um, you know, sixteen carries for sixty-one yards. And then uh, Malachi Carter with one catch for eleven yards, and then Jordan Mason with one catch for how many yards is that? Uh, I think that's a zero. I think that's a zero. No, they have picked off Trevor Lawrence twice. Really? Oh. So uh, perhaps the strength of... And, and you generally generally get this. The defenses are always ahead of the offenses, right? That's typically the case. Because especially when you have a new coach coming in, trying to get his offense set up, the offense is going to be behind Oh,
1: them. I thought you mean when somebody comes out. I thought yeah, you yeah. meant
0: early in the season. Well, typically, yeah. Okay. yeah. And generally, defenses are ahead of offenses. Okay. Um. You you see that in the first I would say the first game, first couple games, but uh, um. Tell me this: when you look at Clemson,
1: I think what are the the odds if you had to handicap? Do you think there's a, a greater chance that Etienne will be in New York at the end of the year or Trevor Lawrence for the Heisman? Hmm. Who would you if you could only pick one of those? Who do you think it would be?
0: I think there's going to be some uh, sentiment for the upperclassmen, mm-hmm. so I would say Etienne will be there, and then I, because is, is Lawrence going to play every single snap all season long?
1: I don't know. I mean, with with the obsession with quarterbacks, I think Lawrence has a better chance, but I think Etienne. I mean, really. I think Etienne will, um, I think the numbers he's going to put up this year will be crazy. I think they'll be. Did you see Trevor Lawrence's speed getting back on that pick? Where's that again? Watch him. I mean, you just got you got chased down by a six 6'6
0: quarterback. Well, he had an angle on huh? him. His hair reached out. Yes, indeed. You know, like like Spider-Man Yes. Again. And we're able to make it. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the big game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we're not no, we're not talking about Georgia Vandy. No, Uh I'm going to that game. Are you are you ready? Yeah, the tickets the tickets are normally like thirty
1: forty dollars for that game. Okay, when it's in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And the cheapest ticket now is like one forty one fifty. I paid one hundred, but. So, it's gotten this bad. I've seen them listed for $250, so I know a guy that um, that basically, he, he bought Vandy season, season tickets for $240.
0: <laughs> That's genius. It is. Just to get this one game. Yes. And then he'll eat the rest. Yeah, I, yeah I
1: don't know. It, it, it was on the, the Georgia message board, and tickets were being offered and he said rather than pay $250 for a ticket he just bought Bandy season tickets I was like $240 for season tickets that must be nice I mean I don't know if you can get high school season pass for that much you know what the most expensive ticket in week one is nationally
0: you're going to tell me it's not Auburn and uh, Oregon
1: it's not Auburn and Oregon what would your guess be of all the games on the books this week who who do you think the most expensive ticket is? Take a look at that score scoreboard there. See what you think.
0: Hmm. Mm. I mean, my guess would have been uh, Auburn and uh, Auburn and Oregon. Oregon. That would have been a good guess. But I feel like the way you're asking that question. You know what the answer is. It is not. um, Please don't tell me it's uh, Notre Dame and Louisville.
1: No, no. It's Georgia Vandy. That's the most (laughs) expensive ticket for week one. Can
0: you fathom that, dude? Does that make any sense to you? Zero sense. Why? Well, because one, you have... um, the Commonwealth Stadium doesn't see as many people as... uh, as Sanford Stadium or as any other of the big venues mm-hmm. in college football, so you have you have uh, limited uh, seating, so that drives up demand, and there has probably never been a bigger fervor uh, in the state of Georgia for the University of Georgia football uh, team. So I would imagine, and also Vandy uh, for Metro Atlanta, Van, uh, Nashville is a three to three and a half hour trip, so very short trip. Up to, uh, up to Nashville to watch this game. So got a lot of people going. And there's a, isn't there a big concert there uh, uh, Friday night? Or, or, I don't know. I thought there was a big concert there also. Just a lot of things going on um, in the Music City. Uh, so that would explain why tickets are so expensive. That's ridiculous. You know, if, if, if people thought that Georgia was going to be a 500 team, then this would be a you know, yeah, 60, $60 ticket or maybe a $40 yeah.
1: ticket. Maybe the whole Labor Day thing plays into it, too. People go up to Nashville for the whole weekend. You mean people don't want to come
0: to Atlanta to be in
1: DragonCon? No, i forgot about that. Forget about that. That's that's great. The collision of of Alabama fans and DragonCon people.
0: The, yeah. Let's talk about Auburn and Oregon, please.
1: Auburn and Oregon. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is gonna be this is gonna be. I think if if Auburn loses this game. It's gonna be Gus is right, you know, the hot seat's cranked up because he's already there. So if they lose this game, the the amount of pressure that he's gonna feel and how ramped up because Auburn fans always get super I mean, they just way over the top reactions early in the season. Cause in what was it in 2017, remember they lost to Clemson? And they were running him out of town, right? And then yeah. he comes around and beats Bam in Georgia, and yep. they they're praising him, and they give him forty nine million dollars.
0: So it's like they're going to overreact no matter what happens. Always, yes. It is we say Auburn fans, but is that not just a Alabama thing, state of Alabama thing? Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess I kind of hold
1: Auburn fans to a slightly higher standard because no, they're <laughs> no. No, I, I have I, I think very poorly of Auburn pants, but see I'm married into an Auburn family and I know a few of them and they're very smart, intelligent, grounded people. So maybe that skewed it and in Alabama I just I just see, you know, the worst from them.
0: Do, so do I need to tell my state of Alabama joke again? Have you forgotten this? Let me have it. I forgot. Do you now. know why birds fly upside down yeah. in the state of yeah. Alabama? Yeah. I won't tell the punchline. I'll just let somebody. Uh, if you That's don't true. know the punchline, just uh, hit us up on Twitter, and uh, I'll uh, give you the punchline. But the question of the day is: Do you know why birds fly upside down over the state of Alabama? And if you listen this far, I uh, answer that on Twitter. You know, special, and we'll we'll get a. Uh, I tell you what, we'll get a special prize out to our guests if anyone can answer the question of why birds fly upside down over the state of Alabama. Uh, we've got this weekend, we've got Auburn and Oregon in Texas stadium, perhaps one of the best defensive lines in the country at Auburn. I think it's the best. Uh, you got, uh, led by Derek Brown and Nick Coe up front. You got, uh, three, uh, preseason all SEC team, one first team or I think two second teamers. Uh, you've got, uh, a friend, and these are the storylines I'm just picking up here. Bo Nix, a true freshman, the first time a true freshman has started at Auburn in, uh, I want to say over twenty years if I'm not mistaken, it might have been '94, maybe been earlier than that. And then you, yeah. and then you've got uh, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, the quarterback for Oregon, who was, as some would say, a sure first round pick uh, last season, but chose to come back to school. I mean, we talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. with uh, the LSD, uh, excuse me, the Clemson uh, defensive line and how that worked out for those guys. Uh, you've got Mario Cristobal who's trying to change the culture at Oregon. It's not the uh, Chip Kelly mm-hmm. um, uh, fast break kind of uh, flash and dash Ducks. Um, and he's doing a good job. Yeah,
1: he's doing a great job out there, especially
0: recruiting and everything. He's he's I've been very impressed by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he you know he in, in talk about Cristobal's history, uh, a former University of Miami offensive lineman won two national titles down there. Fiu coach was hired back by the Canes, and then stolen away by Nick Saban, and uh, was a coveted recruiter Mm -hmm. uh, for the Crimson Tide. And like you said, has done a great job over that Oregon. uh, By some effects, probably the best offensive line that Oregon has had uh, in 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 several years. Uh, So they will be tested often and early by Auburn's defense. Um, You've got an like I said, we've got an experienced quarterback in Herbert there. Can they – my question is not can Oregon score, but can they score late to put the game away against Auburn? Or will Auburn's defensive line kind of impose their will? hmm
1: that's, that's the question for me is, is will they be able to pass protect and run the ball at all? Because mm-hmm. I don't think if, – if they can't run the ball and it's just Herbert is having to stand in there and, and throw under Duress all night, I don't think they can – can win. I don't. I know Bo Nix is a true freshman, and uh, but man, I think he's. I think he'll do enough. I think he'll do enough to be able to put up points, and I think it'll. I just think they'll be able to lean on their defense time and time again mm-hmm. until he makes the plays where 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 he's needed. Because I mean, i really. I don't want to hype him up too much, but I don't think there's too many teams that are gonna be able to put up a lot of points on Auburn this year. And it's always seems like the years you don't expect Auburn to do well that they do do well, and we've seen true freshman quarterbacks come in right away and lead their team like 2017 with Georgia, and then so last year with Lawrence, like you've seen it. It's it's much more common now, so okay. I don't think it's crazy to think that Auburn can have a pretty good season with a true freshman quarterback. And I, I just don't know. I don't I don't know if if Oregon will be physical enough to go in there and you know, impose their will and, and push Auburn around and, and get the win. I, I, I just don't see that
0: happening. So you don't see Oregon being physical enough. Correct. Uh, with the head coach who's an offensive lineman who was a pretty darn good one. Yes. Uh, he, is he going
1: to be blocking Derek Brown?
0: He's not. So I don't think...
1: I just You're don't right. see it, man. I don't I don't see it. I don't... Uh, I could be wrong. So I take it you think that they will be. You think that Oregon can will get it Not
0: done. only do I think Oregon... Can they will and mm-hmm. they will expose Gene Chiswick and the Auburn Tigers as a fraud? You've heard it here. <laughs>
1: well, Gene Chiswick's doing the SEC commentary for this. He's still smells. smells <laughs> 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 wow, it's all right.
0: Poor you know, I was letting time. you
1: go because you were you were emphatic. Uh, yeah, I well, Hey, I think they're frauds, and I think he's a five loss coach, but. <laughs> It's just like any, I'm telling you, like any time that they're that they are slept on and he, they're he's back into a corner, I think they're gonna come out and get it done. Cause that's just the weird Auburn way. Like they just win games that you don't think they will. And uh, it's, man, it's it's tough for me to know because I didn't I didn't watch too much Oregon last year, so I don't know what they have coming back. You? Right? Why would you? And, and so I don't. I'm just going on historically and in, in you know the, just the two contrasting styles Mm -hmm. and I think the more physical team I remember when Oregon played Auburn in 2010 not that this has any bearing but they had an incredible quarterback they had this explosive offense and Auburn's defense, physical defensive line just shut them down and I think it'll be something similar to that in this game, even though it's two different coaches and it's all different players, I think that'll be kind of the same theme at the end of the night
0: Auburn is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Hmm. Uh, I've got a final score of uh, Oregon 23, Auburn 20. Oregon 23, Auburn 20. Bo Nix is not Trevor Lawrence. No.
1: He is talented, though. He's an Auburn man. He's an Auburn man. You know his dad played quarterback there.
0: Uh, I do do remember Pat Nix, believe it or not, at... At Auburn. You do? Yes, I do. I was I was in high school when Pat Nix was a ew. Pat Nix was there in the early nineties? Early yeah
1: I know he coached there too. But that's what they say, he's a good Auburn man. That's what they say about anybody. That's a good Auburn man. Have you ever said like have you ever talked about let's say Ken Dorsey and you said, Hey, that's a good Miami man.
0: No, because Ken Dorsey's a California guy.
1: Okay, pick and pick somebody. Have you ever said Clinton Portis? That's a good Miami man. No, no. But they say that's good. He's a, he's a good good Auburn man. What's the what's the over under? Fifty five and a half. Um, I think that I'm just <laughs> I'm just throwing stuff at the wall here, <laughs> but I'll say Auburn twenty four, Oregon seventeen.
0: So you're going to Low take, scoring. Okay. I mean, we both agree it's going to be... We're taking the under here in points. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm taking significantly
1: under. I just don't see a high-flying back-and-forth shootout. I, just, I, I I, can't. I, I don't know. This one thing about Auburn, too, is I don't know the running game. I know Whitlow is solid outside of him. I don't know what they've got at running back. And I don't know what they have at receiver. And they had some good freshmen last year. It's just... I don't know. I guess it all comes down to Knicks. But if Knicks plays even not to Trevor Lawrence level, say he plays to like a from level from 2017, I mean, what can they do in the West? Mm. I, I think they could scare people, man. And mm. then that's why, when I look at our schedule, the probably the toughest game to me is that Auburn.
0: Going to Auburn, right? Yeah. Dangerous. Team with nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. I'm saying. Coach and, with nothing, yeah, and they get, to they get
1: desperate. You know, Gus guess knows he, he, that okay oh, I will say, if the first part of their schedule doesn't go well, they'll have given up and the team will have quit. Because that's the other thing they do is they fold very well. They fold. <laughs> they're very good at that. Just throwing it in. When when things get tough they just say, ah, screw it. And they give up. So we both we, we both have the under, but you think Oregon is gonna win this game and I have all covering. That's the difference. And our first, mm. our, our first disagreement of the season. We both, we mm. both uh, got it right last week with our pick.
0: So one of us is going to be wrong. Yeah, one Historically, one that's be. been me. Well, hey, New Year, New, new Year. year. <laughs> that's what I was just. saying. <laughs> that's what I was just about oh, to oh say to you. that's the dumbest thing hey, I've new ever heard in my new life. I don't have a. Uh, we don't have a. Uh, A uh, wild card this week. I was. uh... Oh, I've got one? Okay, I'm sorry. All right, this is. It's not even a wild card, but it's
1: something that I thought of, and I want to see your take on it. And it's some whispers and some smoke out there. And it's regarding Southern California and their future, and who was going to be their head football coach. Okay. And so this is my thought, and I've heard this, and I believe it now. People have just mentioned that it could happen. But I do think it's going to happen that Helton will get fired this year and the next head coach at the University of Southern California will be Urban Meyer.
0: Urban Crier. Urban crier. Yeah. Urban Urban will head out to LA. Okay, so they can't go back and get Pete Carroll. He's not welcome there. (laughs) Yes. Um John Robinson. No, they can't get John Robinson. O.J. Simpson probably not interested in coaching. Sure, why not? Yeah, I'm I'm running through a list of potential coaches that would want to go coach at uh, at uh, Southern Cal. I mean, I mean, it's a you could say they're like a sleeping giant. We talked of about we talked yeah. about sleeping giants. Like Florida could be a sleeping is a sleeping giant.
1: Yeah, I think they're both of them are like a napping giant. Like Georgia is a sleeping giant because. We, we haven't won anything in so long. Florida and USC both have been dominant in the last 15 years. So it's not like a sleeping... It's just like they're... It's just taking a little snooze. Okay. But yeah, I know what you're saying.
0: They're like a dormant giant. Right. Right. Yeah. They're just waiting for the right person. You, you talk about a lot of talent coming out of that state. Mm-hmm. Um, not a very strong conference right now. Yeah. So they're they would be ripe for the taking. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have already I mean, been. That's the thing. Ur- like Urban's been out west before at Utah. Yeah. Um, he you know but he was pimping those Florida Gator colors. Uh, last I Hey,
1: Florida fans! I know we're not happy about that. They have. They do not like Urban Meyer. He is not welcoming Gainesville.
0: Why not? Why, why would he? Because
1: not- he left them in shambles. Well, now they sound like Auburn fans. Yeah, that he quit on them, and they blamed him for everything. And then they found out that he was keeping murderers on the team and stuff like that. Mm. They they basically blame him for their last. What has it been? Nine years of irrelevance. I mean, they they can't stand him. So. Well. The fact that he popped up on TV wearing that was oh, I love classic. It. Yeah.
0: Do you do you think? What do you think the conversation is between Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer?
1: Oh, I, don't, I
0: don't. I don't know. I, don't, I, love I that think Spurrier
1: get along with anybody.
0: We should, I wish we could get Spurrier on the show. God,
1: love that man. Yeah, much as much as he jabbed and stabbed us with little barbs, which most of them were always true, uh, I miss him. He's, I mean, he's a cool dude.
0: There is no. Pettier person than Steve Spurrier, he just liked it. He just like very good, at, skin. very good at playing those little mind games. And
1: but most of the things he said were true, accurate, right? Yeah, accurate. exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's just my little. I want to throw that out. See what you thought about that, and and, and get that out. I, I the just atmosphere. don't.
0: I just don't think Urban Meyer is going back to coaching. Okay, and I don't know if he fits in at Southern Cal.
1: Hey, if you if you win, they'll
0: accept you. Well, I'm, I'm sure they will, but
1: uh... I hope I hope somebody gets them back because I like it better when USC's good. I like USC. Uh,
0: it's kind of they're irrelevant to me.
1: Yeah, they are now. <laughs> I just want to be back to being relevant. I don't know.
0: I'm kind of tired of Clemson, Alabama every year. Gosh, oh my gosh. Can we, yeah. It's fresh blood. Yeah, we do. It, it's, and that's the thing, going back to that comment about the only six, you know, six or seven teams that could possibly win a national title. It's, you know, it just becomes, a, it just gets old when it's, and it does. it's the same. And it gets too. very
1: tiresome. And Clemson and, and Alabama fans love it, but it's old. And then people will say, well, I know everyone's tired of seeing this, but this is such a good competitive game of mm. all. I but we don't care. I don't want to see it over
0: and over again. Right. I want to see a, p- a competitive game between two different teams. Yeah. Give me, something, good. give me something fresh. Uh, so I reckon that's it? That, that's all we've got. So we've got me going on record with Oklahoma. Yeah. You going on record with Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then we will come back next week and break down the <laughs> Auburn... Oregon matchup. Georgia Tech scored. Hmm. It's 35-7. to 7. A rushing touchdown. Look at that. Shocker. Yeah. And uh, we can also recap our fantasy football draft uh, that will happen mm-hmm. on Tuesday. yes. Uh, so I'm excited to, I guess the other big news is I'm excited to be joining uh, in the fantasy football league with Daniel. And uh, for the record, I am the worst fantasy football player in the history of Earth. Hey, that's... We welcome you. So yeah, like, come on in. I'm with I'm, I'm what you call a donator. So if you need somebody, if you're looking for easy target uh, uh, in terms of fantasy football, I am a definitely a donator.
1: Hey, hey, well will take. That's why do you think I invited you? Art? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Fair I'm enough. Kidding. You will have to go up against Jerry.
0: You know, Jerry used to dominate me in basketball. Now he's going to dominate me in fantasy football. So. Um, Man, the, the nicest guy in the world.
1: <laughs> I know. I love him. He's he hey, and he's a numbers guy. So he's 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 got a tough squad. Yeah, So I'm I'm definitely going prepare down. yourself, man.
0: Guys, thanks for joining. Remember the if you if you stayed around this long, the question of the week, which will come with a prize. Why do birds fly upside down over the state of Alabama? The first one to tweet us the correct answer it does not have to be a DM. You can just tweet the uh, tweet us a, tweet the answer and then tag us in the answer. Um, if you're not afraid, we get you a prize. Yeah. We are the role players. I am Art Mosley. Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. It Have a great week, everybody.